relish, chutney, hollandaise, or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, a massive happy birthday yesterday to Australia's oldest person. Oh, so we, this is a big week of birthdays. We had Jeffy Bezos yeah. earlier in the week. What, who Australia's oldest person, what they turn? Dexter Kruger celebrated uh, their 111th birthday. Wow. Yesterday, stayed up all the way until midnight <laughs> to celebrate it. The tick over. Yeah, well, he said, the Dexter said, uh, I didn't think that I could make it, but I woke up this morning about a quarter to 12 and I waited until the clock struck 12 and I said, hooray, I've made it. <laughs> he what said from his, nurse, yeah, from his nursing home in Roma, Queensland. So whatever's in the water, us Queenslanders, you know, we got it. That's that's it. I um, You always know, like the close friends, they'll send you that one past midnight text when you when it turns <laughs> on to your birthday. You know a close friend. I was also thinking the other because I saw there was an old person in Japan, I think oldest in the world, a lady turned 118, right? Mm. Imagine turning 100, right? Yeah, I know. And I know. then living <laughs> your life from zero to 18 again. <laughs> Does that, does that so not blow much your happens. mind? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh my lord! It look, seems like it's so. It's like oh, they're hundred, they're hundred eighteen. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no big deal. No, that's huge. Anyway, well, we hope you are celebrating a good birthday. If you are, uh, maybe not one hundred eleven, but uh, this is almost. This is probably one hundred eleventh episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> We're still kicking off 2021 this week, so it's been awesome to have you back. I hope you uh, enjoy today's show. We're going to be delving into uh, one of the big controversies that came out of 2020, uh, revolving one of Australia's beloved dairy products. <laughs> yeah, that's just come out recently. Well, uh, it's getting in there. Uh, I've also uh, got something to, to tell you about. I think, I've, I think I know the three best words in the English language, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. It is All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, you always talk to me about making that cheddar, but when it comes to naming your cheese brands, <laughs> I think you could have done better back in the day than uh, Coon Cheese, which has changed its name now yeah. as a result of the, the world just moving forward, hasn't it? Oh, look, I give props to them for actually finally yeah. doing it. It's easy to sort of go, oh, why would you do it? Or it took too long or whatever. But look, they made a change. They did it. And uh, congrats to them. Saputo Dairy Australia announcing um, that it was being changed to a new name yesterday from uh, its previous name, which is very much associated with derogatory terms um, yeah. of people of colour, even though, to be fair, originally named not after uh, in a derogatory sense, but after the type of... Uh, what is it? The the technique oh, really? of cooning, really the cheese. Yes, I didn't but, know the um, etymology. Yeah, but still, it was it was deemed offensive by a lot of people who would walk past and see it on shelves, etc. And so they did make a change. And as you do these sort of things, you got to get the focus groups out. You got to present it to the room. Have you ever done a focus group? There's a lot of options. As you as in. Have you looked through the glass at people like watching your TV show or something? <laughs> like eating a brand new sandwich yeah. <laughs> and being like, and like getting asked, like, what does it make you feel like? What do you see when you eat, taste this, this I think, food? I think I watched the one where they were trying to find out the color, the plain color of the cigarette packaging in Australia, where they were looking for the, the most unappealing color they could find. So they were doing really? focus groups everywhere. And they, land, they ended on the sort of, Vomit green that they go with now, yeah. Man, it's a bit of a nothing colour. But look, they went with they went with an interesting name, which I don't know whether I... I mean, I certainly didn't pick this one coming, Alex Dyson, but uh, 
They've gone with uh, still starting with starting with a C. Yep. Um, and so, in fact, starting with a CH, just like the word cheese, they've gone with cheer cheese. Cheer cheese. Cheer cheese. Um, so there you go. It is same font, same packaging. So they're keeping everything the same. Uh, they're just putting cheer on the front. So uh, there you go. The CEO of Saputo Dairy, Mr. Saputo, said yesterday, um, treating people with respect and without discrimination is one of our basic principles and it is imperative that we continue to uphold this in everything we do. And that comes to uh, changing the name if people, if it's been associated with some derogatory things. So uh, good on you, cheer cheese. Although it's, I'm sure it's one of these things that's going to be, I reckon whilst you're listening to Matt and Alex all day breakfast, it's probably you've got two people on the telly telling their opinions. It's political correctness gone mad. <laughs> it's a whole lot of things. I mean, it's a very safe name, let's face it. They said that allegedly, you know, that the, the name connected their con- their consumers when they did the research to how they feel when enjoying cheese in their everyday life. I'm almost certain that did not happen. Uh, I just feel like the company yeah. probably... I've never eaten a cheese and just gone, yay, heads above my head. This makes me feel so enjoyable. No, I'm usually standing at the fridge, hand in the grated packet, just shoving it in my mush at bloody two o'clock in the morning, illuminated by the fridge light. Mm. I think the thing that we find about it, Matt, is you're right, it is a bit safe. You could potentially come up with with a different name for the cheese, just something a bit bolder, names. bold and bitey like the exactly. cheese. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So let's look. Alex Dice and I put together just a few alternative cheese brand names. Instead of cheer cheese, what about say cheese? Yeah. That's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> That's actually... <laughs> what? This was meant to be a stupid joke. That's a really good name. Say right? cheese. Say cheese. Oh, my God. And you can even see the ad. Mr. Saputo. (laughs) It's not too late. Um, What about you? Uh, Say cheese is not too bad. Um, What about Richard Cheese? You know, there's... um, How's this for a marketing pitch? Perfect for sprinkling over your hot dogs. Richard Cheese melts in your mouth with a flavour that tastes like home. What? No. No. Why not wrap your lips around a nice big blue vein? (laughs) Try Richard Cheese. <laughs> okay. No. No. I'm going for really wholesome things. Do you know what my next one was? I'm at a different angle. <laughs> oh, my next one's like, ask Jeeves. Like, it's like, ask Jeeves, yeah. but Jeeves. I mean, how am I supposed to compare with your smut to my, like, dinky little 2001 ask, ask search cheese. engine? Oh, yeah. I thought it worked. <laughs> Uh, what about this for a, a new name for a cheese? There's literally a genocide going on right now in Ethiopia, so why get upset about companies changing their somewhat problematic brand name, Cheese? Whether you're a right-wing commentator or a professional Twitter counsellor, everyone could enjoy a refreshing slice of T-L-A-G-G-O-R-N-I-E-S-W-G-U-A-C-C-T-S-E-B-N cheese. Well, again, I've gone for something a little bit lighter. <laughs> what... A- what about Cheese Louise? <laughs> oh, Cheese Louise. I feel like a snack. <laughs> <laughs> this is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. 
coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, one of my favourite headlines that I saw um, while we were on holidays. Yep. Man sues parents for throwing away his irreplaceable porn stash. <laughs> Wait, is that like a porn stash that someone would wear in a 70s porno? Or no, it's not, be- a, not a porn stash. <laughs> not a porn stash. No, I need that. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on set tomorrow and I need to put it on. <laughs> That's my irreplaceable porn stash. No, porn this is the porn, the porn stash. Okay. Right? Man sues parents for throwing it away. Michelin, Michigan man, not Michelin man. <laughs> Michigan man uh, has sued his parents for getting rid of his porn collection. Right, and he's won a lawsuit in uh, Western he, Michigan and he won can it. seek compensation. Yes, because what happened? He lived. He lived at the home. For ten months after getting divorced, okay. Sure. Well, um, well, I know why because the person <laughs> came across their porn stash. <laughs> I, I don't think it was the first time that porn stash had been come across. Now, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that is filthy. You two. <laughs> I don't even know whether we can put that in the podcast. (laughs) The podcast that's too hot to handle. Yeah, goodness me. Anyways, I mean, I never had a, I never had a stash or anything like that. I didn't. No, we had last year. If you needed something, you just wandered down to the news (laughs) agents. Just lurk, peek over shoulders. Because I remember yeah. talking about it with the friends. I mean, even but even back then, I mean, kids kids these days just search for that stuff. You know, we had to literally search. <laughs> we had to go to the you know local park. <laughs> oh, actually, it's cool. I remember one time someone found some in the bushes, like yeah, literally. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the only time you've got porn in back in the day. It was always from the bushes. <laughs> it, the secret stash used to be your only access. <laughs> <laughs> it was all in the bushes. Anyway, this guy. Had had boxes of films and magazines worth an estimated twenty nine thousand um, dollars that were now missing. Right? Is that due to the sheer amount, and that all of it added up to that amount, or were there like rare collectors' <laughs> items know, that inflated like, the price? Because that seems a bit high. The, my, like the Michael Jordan rookie card of. Um, <laughs> Yeah. There was some nudie card that was really some rare. No, I don't know. But look, it said, the the judge said, there's no question that the destroyed property was David's property. And uh, the Mm. defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property. Mm. And uh, he said, working's parents said they had a right to act as his landlords and get rid of whatever they didn't want on, on the property. But uh, they said he no. was storing his, storing his property on the property. Yeah, he was. Sto- yeah, well, that's... he was storing his hot property on the property. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "We don't want it anymore." But I mean, I feel bad for parents because I mean, parents—it's their duty to keep all the crap that you don't want, but kind of want. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like... Oh man, yeah, visiting. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> lot of my rubbish still sticking around. <laughs> my my favorite game is trying to get out of the house when Dad it goes. Oh, you should go through the uh, cupboard and have a look at what you need still in there. I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the shops. <laughs> but let alone, I don't have $29,000 worth of, uh, worth, of, 
with pornography. Yeah, I don't mm. know how they got rid of it, whether they burnt it or whether they just sold it, offloaded it. Slightly but- used. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not what you want to be hearing when you're buying some sex objects. That's not what you want to be hearing. Well loved. <laughs> but anyway... Let us know. What did your parents get rid of? <laughs> At matt.n.alex on Instagram. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. So, Matt, over the holidays, I went to Magnetic Islands. Beautiful part of the country. I've always been drawn to that place. (laughs) Well, that's because you have a metal heart, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, really, really great. It started pouring with rain as we were getting off the ferry and we're like, ooh, could could not be in for a good day here. But then it remained overcast for the rest of the day and it was brilliant because I wasn't as worried about getting sunburn. Still put the sunscreen on. You don't want to get AKA windburn, which is sunburn when it's cloudy. From memory, but um, is it? Well, I just remember in primary school, people would say. I'm pretty sure wind burn is when you like lick your lips too much, and the wind like burns them from licking them. I don't know. Wind (laughs) isn't that wind burn? I don't know. Texas, what is wind burn? Um, but had a wonderful day. Went for a swim. Went in. Went in a waterfall, a natural waterfall, like going your head pretending you're in a shower. You know what wind burn is? It's when you light your farts. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Never a dull moment here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Okay, sorry. And the great thing is, Broad, our producer off here, just goes, should we record this before we start? <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, magnetic eye, beautiful, in a natural waterfall. I felt mm. like I was in like a like a, a, a fructose um, shampoo commercial under, oh. you know, the natural springs just going, the perm was flying. It was going great guns. If the day couldn't get any better, Matt. I mean, it's all fine going out of the natural world. But then we went to the pub on Magnetic Island. Ooh, now we're talking. Real waterfalls. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wandered up to the thing. Let's see if we can get some food. And up on the chalkboard, just happened to be a Sunday. And you, some of the best words in the English language, Matt kind. you could get. I'm licking my lips already. The Sunday roast with all the trimmings. <laughs> I love all the <laughs> And I saw that and my eyes lit up. Okay. Unbelievable. Walking line, 15 bucks, Sunday roasts. And I get to there and the guy literally says to me, he goes, oh, what's the side Lamb or pork? And I'm like, oh, lamb, please, sir. And he goes, and would you like all the trimmings? <laughs> and I said, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, give me 90% of the trimmings, no, you're please. not getting no, no, some no, of no. the trimmings. No, you're, never, no, no. you're never asking for a few of the trimmings. One trimming, please. No. Give One me trim. all the trimmings. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that and I sat down and I tell you what, I was a very happy band, Matokine. Tell me about the trimmings. Well, this is where things get a little bit interesting because I was so happy with all the trimmings. All right. Um, studying my potatoes, my carrots, my pumpkin, mm-hmm. my sweet potatoes, my beans, all right, with a bit of gravy on top, all right? That's what they, they gave us. That, that's and the then, trimmings. That's the trimmings. That's, that was all the trimmings. Mm-hmm. And then L Woods goes to me, oh, sh- it's not all the trimmings. Shouldn't we have mint sauce, <laughs> right? Well, it isn't, isn't mint all sauce the trimmings. A trimming? I'm like, well, <laughs> sure. Like, 
we've got a world full of trimmings, <laughs> right? If they couldn't fit all the world's trimmings in a Bay Marie, so I said I'll have all the trimmings that you have. Okay. I mean, recently, I'm, to be honest, my, the, the, the roast that I was getting recently at my local, yeah. parsnip. Oh, parsnip okay. was a trimming. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep, that's a trimming. Um, your, I mean, is it really trimmed if there's no Yorkshire puddings? <laughs> well, that's what my dad said because I said, I was telling him about all the trimmings and he's like, well, potato's not really a trimming. I would say that's, pa- if, that's part of the meal. It's, I'm like, well, what do you call a trimming? Yeah. He's like, Yorkshire pud. <laughs> well, well, I'm also wondering where... What's getting trimmed? Is it the trimmings of the plants that are, that are, or is it the trimmings of the actual roast? Are we getting all of the little crispy, fat, nibbly bits? Well, that, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, what's your favourite trimming, Matt? Oh, I mean, a Yorkie with some gravy to dip into. Oh, man. And, and actually, you know what? Getting the, getting the pork crackling. Oh, yeah. Although my teeth, it's got to be real crackling. <laughs> My teeth are not at the stage anymore where they can handle I'm getting old. Oh, One man, bite I'm... of crackling can undo me, I'll tell you that now. I'm going I to the dentist be... to get my plate so I don't grind my teeth. <laughs> anyway, let us know, Matt.n.alex, what's your favourite trimming? And have you ever not got all the trimmings? Or uh, have which... you gotten all the trimmings? Yeah. What trimming, Actually... what trimming came with your meal that you were like, wow, <laughs> they really trimmed everything? <laughs> Let us know, Matt.ad.alex on Instagram. Alex Sison, you've done the perm. Yep. But when are you going to do the ponytail? It is getting close. I've been thinking, because see this bit of fringe, I was thinking of going headband just to keep that perm in its cage out the back. You know what I mean? Well, it's a royal hairstyle now, apparently, according to Rob Lowe. The, the ponytail, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear? He's been he's been out celeb spotting. Rob Lowe has been out celebrity spotting in California. When's the last royal that had a ponytail? <laughs> Magician, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Member of the royal family, no. <laughs> they don't do it enough, do they? So Rob Lowe is out in, out in his uh, home city of California. I mean, well, California's a state. He's in uh, his home city of Los Angeles in California. Um, he spots Prince Harry, he reckons, sporting a long hair and a ponytail. This is how he said it. I, I thought it would be some sort of joke, but he sounds quite serious telling James Corden, who is from the same country as Prince Harry, about it. I just ran into Prince Harry. He lives about a mile from me. I finally saw him driving his car, and I may have a scoop. It looked to me, as a casual observer that his hair had grown very long and was pulled back very tightly by what I can only assume was a ponytail. I'm certain that isn't true. I think you didn't see (laughs) Prince Harry. (laughs) Oh, no, it was him because I I have to say I followed him to the house to see if the car went in. (laughs) Well, I know he's trying to distance himself from the royals. Would it go as far as as getting the elastic band and tied her? Just take it. Maybe he was in the shops and just took a little bit of off the broccolini and went, you know what? I might be able to pop this hair up with it's this. It's not enough for me, all right? I won't stop until Prince Harry also has a flavour saver, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I want a little tuft Could under be good. his lip. Um, it does remind me of those photos you um, occasionally see of clueless people putting up pictures. It's like, hey, we met The Rock. Just some big dude. <laughs> just just, just a, a 
big, slightly tanned man. Well, the guy who messaged me, I mean, I've already said oh, yeah. it before. He said, hey, sorry for, sorry for calling you our lead at the train station yesterday. I'm like, what? That wasn't me, nor was it Waleed, so that's a double whammy. <laughs> You've just blown it twice with some random brown person. Who <laughs> <laughs> just he assumed was famous. It's like, well, I've never, the only person I've seen like this has been on television. Anyway, um, we've asked, so it's brought us to the talkback. Here's our brand new talkback segment. Who haven't you met? Um, <laughs> and we've got caller Locke with us now. G'day, Locke. G'day, boys. Now, Locke, who uh, have you not <laughs> met? Well, not myself, but uh, an ex-colleague of mine. And we were um, sitting around at work one day, and one of the guys said he watched a Carl Barron stand-up special um, mm. the night before. And, you know, we're all sitting around saying how much we love Carl Barron and people are throwing away some jokes and everything. And uh, one of the guys chips in and goes, oh, I love Carl Barron. I-, I saw him about a year ago. I'm like, yeah, yeah, how was he? He goes, oh, he was great. I haven't got a photo with him after the show. Um, so he gets his phone out and he shows us his photo. Um, but Carl Barron, it is not. It's another bald comedian, Jim Owen. Oh. And he's got a photo with Jim Owen. <laughs> Slightly different from <laughs> Carl Barron. Oh. Yeah. The, the positive thing there is if he played his cards right, he might have been able to take the photo without Jim Owen knowing that he thought it was Carl Barron. Do you know what I mean? If he's like, oh, I love your work. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, your jokes are so funny. Well, thank you very much. You know, well, I love the way. Have, I think he had no idea what he was talking about at all. So he must have. Well, he must have, have played out. He must have missed the name on the sign, <laughs> the name on the poster, <laughs> the name on the ticket, and the name that Jim Owen said, my name's Jim Owen. Good night. <laughs> so that's a bit... No, wait, Jim Owen wasn't performing. Was he performing as well? Oh, I don't believe so. I think he just got – I think he might have had a few too many beers and, and just saw a bald guy telling jokes. Oh, oh right. Okay. Wait. Wait. So he did see he did see a bald guy performing stand-up. Yeah, he went and saw Jim Owen. Right, right, got right. a photo with him. And then, I don't know, however long later, six months or a year, he's telling us he's seen Carl Barrett. Carl Barrett. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, even I am confused. Here, but no, it's right. Bald comedians need to um, differentiate themselves, uh, much like uh, Paul Kelly, who would have got that a lot as well. Oh, Famously <laughs> confused for Carl Barrett many times. <laughs> have you ever been confused for anyone, Locke? Well, people, people of you were just talking about James Corden. I've been at bars. His old show, Gavin and Stacey. I look a little bit like the character Smithy. Not a little bit, a lot. So plenty of times I've been at the pub and uh, someone's gone, Smithy, Smithy. So I get that one a lot. Oh, brilliant, man. Uh, thanks, Smithy. And uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks, boys. Keep it up. Cheers, bro. Bye. Feel free to get in touch with us, with who you haven't met, um, <laughs> matt.at.alex on Instagram or hit us on the Discord. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes, thank you very much for listening to today's all day breakfast. I hope we gave you all the trimmings and uh, we're going to be joining you for another 
big, big show tomorrow. We've got El Fresh the Lion joining us, Matt O'Kine, for a Friday hangout. That'll be excellent. Absolute legend. Cannot wait to chat to El Fresh. Um, but also, we thank you for getting in touch with us, as always, on at matt.n.alex. Feel free to send us a message in any time, any place, uh, and any way, because uh, we love texts, you know, things in writing, um, but we also love it when you send in some voice memos. Yeah, the good thing about the voice memo on the potty is we can pop it straight on and the story can come straight from the horse's mouth. And we have quite a story from Hayden. Uh, after yesterday's talk back about a kind that we sort of accidentally got onto, which is those little red hammers on the buses. As a kid, you just sort of stare at and go, hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't I love to get my rip mitts around one of them? Do some smashing. <laughs> well, yeah, but hopefully just in a you know normal situation, not an emergency, like potentially it could come to that. But um, old Haydos, this, uh, this twigged something for him. So we'll leave you with uh, Haydos' story. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, just on the topic of those little red hammers on the bus, pretty much everyone, I think, as a kid, has contemplated uh, ripping them out of their holder and whacking something with it at some point. So we're on a bus, like a private hired bus, uh, on the way up to a festival in Brisbane from the Gold Coast. And I'd had a few beers, probably more than a few beers by this point, and I thought, you know what, I'm grown. I'm going to pull this little red hammer out, start playing with it. Um, as soon as I pulled it out, I worked out that they're actually alarmed. And the most ear-piercing, loud alarm that you've ever heard starts going off pretty pissed by this point so I didn't really put two and two together that that was the alarm from the hammer so it took like all my mates yelling at me pretty good to put the hammer back in and I think old mate pulled the bus over to see what was going on and uh, yeah I thought it was pretty funny at the time everyone else wasn't too impressed but (laughs) yeah learnt that one I kind of wondered why more people didn't remove them more often but yeah that's why because they're uh they're alarmed and it's loud that's it the all-day breakfast kitchen is closed got a story we need to hear all the links are at mattandalex.com.au